5: Welcome to another exciting episode of the Ron Burgundy Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Manhattan Assistant District Attorney, Casey Novak. Great to be here with you, as always, Casey.
6: It's Carolina, not ADA Casey Novak. I think that's a fictional character from Law & Order Special Victims Unit. You
5: know what? You're right. Um, I'm sorry about the mix-up. Yeah. Not sure how I made that mistake.
6: I actually know exactly how you made that mistake, and it's because you've been falling asleep to old SVU reruns again. Ah. I know your schedule.
5: Yes. Okay, fine. You got me. (laughs) It was a slip of the tongue, Carolina. I like SVU. I, I keep it on in the background while I build my shipwrecks in bottles.
6: You mean ships in bottles?
5: No, no. I put a ship in a bottle. And then I smash it against the wall.
6: Oh. Um, so this is actually one of the things we'll be talking about today. Um, this episode is centered on hobbies. We're going to explore different kinds of hobbies. We'll share some of ours, and we'll hear about the hobbies of some of our listeners.
5: Yes, that's right. Our listeners' hobbies. Like, for instance, talking to a beautiful woman online until eventually realizing you've been catfished.
6: That's not really a hobby. Why, why did you say that? Did that happen to you? Um. Ron. No. Oh, I'm sorry, Ron. That's that's terrible.
5: You know what? I, I want to get this off my chest. It'll make me feel better. It might warn others out there, and it will also explain why I goofed up and introduced you as Manhattan Assistant District Attorney Casey Novak.
6: Yeah, what happened there?
5: Okay, here's what happened. I was talking to a woman online who I thought was actress Diane Neal, who I'm sure you all know played the role of ADA Casey Novak on Law & Order SVU from 2003 to 2008.
6: Wow, this is very formal.
5: She returned for a few episodes in the 2011-2012 season, but that's not really important.
6: No, we can just move on.
5: She also appeared in a season three episode as a murderer named Amelia Chase before joining the main cast as an ADA, but that's really beside the point, point. Yeah, and and we can't get into it.
6: Yeah, we don't need a breakdown of all of this.
5: I, like so many of you out there, watch all of the Law & Order shows and was excited to be chatting online with the actress who played Casey Novak. Turns out, it wasn't her.
6: That's generally what happens. Yeah, with it was. It was a catfish
5: situation and terribly embarrassing.
6: Did you send her any money? Like, how did you find out that she was a catfish?
5: No, it, it didn't get to that. And this is where I need to thank the folks at iHeartRadio. I had them run the IP address of everyone who listens to this podcast, what? and then with the help of law enforcement, I subpoenaed the records attached to every IP address. And matched it with a name.
6: That's insane. There are so many people listening to this show. Yes,
5: hundreds of thousands, maybe a million or so. But I caught the catfish. So let me just say this, Jim Carlson. You are not actress Diane Neal.
6: He knows that.
5: You are nothing but a 19-year-old punk from Scottsdale, Arizona. And how dare you take advantage of my heart the way you did. Shame on you, young man.
6: So that's... One of your hobbies or something that happened to you getting catfished. Yeah, I guess. I'm so sorry that happened, Ron. And and who knows, maybe the real Diane Neal will hear this if she's one of our listeners that you have IP information on. No,
5: I checked. Diane Neal doesn't listen to the show ever. Oh. But in going through the names of all the people who do, you'd be surprised who does tune in.
6: Okay. Anyone interesting?
5: I was genuinely surprised at some of these names. Let's see here. Uh, Tom Selleck listens. Okay. That's pretty cool. Oh, and one of the Menendez brothers.
6: The Menendez brothers are the two brothers. Yep. Okay. Okay. Ron, I wonder if there's any data privacy issues with us having the names of all the people who listen to this podcast. It just feels weird. Okay,
5: Carolina. Here we go with the conspiracy theories. Who are you, Detective John Munch from Law & Order SVU, and also Homicide Life on the Streets? I'm talking, of course, about the legendary Richard Belzer, who listened to a few episodes but didn't finish the season. That's okay, Dick Belzer. We're here when you want to return. Our arms are wide open, my dear friend. Come back to Papa.
6: Look, I'm sorry you were catfished, but going through everyone's IP addresses is really extreme. I don't want to know all of this.
5: Okay, here's the thing. If you're listening right now, yes, I have some personal info on you, but it's honestly all good. Unlike the Jim Carlson's out there, I won't trick you into sending tacky photos. Now, let's get to our topic today.
6: Tacky photos. Yes. All right. Yes, again, today's episode is about hobbies. We were curious about- Hobbies. Yes.
5: Hobbies, not hobos, which when we went through the show notes at first, I thought it was going to be about hobos. Right. But it's hobbies.
6: We were curious about what some of our listeners do. Uh, for fun and to relax. Obviously we all had a lot of downtime last year and people probably picked up some interesting hobbies. Or now that things are changing, they're looking forward to trying some hobbies they didn't have access to before.
5: Yes, and as I previously explained, yes, earlier this year I accidentally stormed the Capitol.
6: I'm gonna put a capital A at accidentally Accidentally.
5: I'll remind you that I was only in DC to have a lively debate with the statue of Lincoln. But in any case, yes. I was there and I was sucked into an ugly mob full of bigots and racists. I I saw a crowd and proceeded to experience what my defense attorney calls herd mentality. I mean, it was very similar to the time I got stuck at a Jamiroquai concert because I saw mayhem and I jumped right in the center of the storm without knowing why. But as I took a look around that January afternoon at these gremlins in Viking costumes, waving traitorous flags and wearing some of the most poorly groomed mustaches I've ever seen, I thought we are not alike, these fools and I. My next thought came just as suddenly when I realized these people need some serious hobbies. And here we are today. I think we should be really clear about what makes a hobby because, as people know, I am a man of many talents Broadcast journalism, commercial and voiceover acting, professional jazz musician.
6: Yeah, I I mean, I'd say semi-professional.
5: Come on, Carolina, give credit where credit is due.
6: Well, music is more of a hobby for you than it is your actual job.
5: Um, excuse me, have you been asked to sit in with many great musicians? No. Buddy Guy, Yanni. No. A lot of the dudes from Toto.
6: Okay, but were you paid for your work as a musician?
5: It's really not polite to ask people about money, Carolina. However, yes, sometimes I was paid. Quite well, in fact, recently when I was called in to play flute on a record with Nick Jonas.
6: Really? Why would Nick Jonas call you to play flute? Is he doing that?
5: Because I am good and a total pro. Those might be two of the reasons. Okay. As soon as we both got the VIP vaccine, we've talked about this before, I was asked over to Nick's house. Beautiful home, by the way. Priyanka is lovely. Anyway, I played my flute, and then Nick put it in his computer and did something with it. Turned it into a beat or some kind of sample. It's a song about being sad and hot. Oh. I don't think it has a title yet, but I will be credited as playing on the next Nick Jonas record.
6: Wow. Okay, I I was wrong.
5: Make no mistake, music is not a hobby for me. Well, playing backup flute for Nick Jonas is a hobby. And one of my many professions.
6: Well, I had no idea you were that close with Nick Jonas.
5: Well, now you do. Okay. And I'll let you know when the track drops. By the way, that's what a professional musician says. I'll let you know when my track drops. But look, we're we're not here to talk about my multifaceted career. We're here to talk about hobbies.
6: Right. Back on track. Hobbies.
5: And one of the hobbies I've taken up in the last year, and you can thank Law & Order reruns for this, I have been a hobbyist detective and sometimes medical examiner.
6: I don't think anyone is going to think Law & Order reruns for that. Those aren't things you can do as hobbies. Is this real?
5: Uh, it's very real. Carolina, let me ask you this. Do you have any hobbies?
6: Um. Yes. Okay. Last year, while not storming the Capitol, I took up knitting. Oh, wow. Knitting. I never once held a pair of knitting needles in my life, actually. And next thing I know, I made a beautiful blanket for my couch, and then I bought a small sewing machine, and now I'm designing my own dresses.
5: Good for you, Carolina. I mean, that sounds really on brand.
6: I don't... well...
5: See? Now we're talking hobbies. You've taken up knitting and sewing, and I've been practicing being a detective and medical examiner using cadavers at a morgue after hours that a a buddy of mine works at. Okay.
6: A buddy of yours is letting you into the morgue? Are you... This isn't legal. This is. There's no way what it's, you're doing It's is really
5: legal. fascinating stuff. My hobby of being an amateur ME, that's short for medical examiner, is pretty cool. And there's a vibrant online community to engage with.
6: There's an online community for amateur medical uh-huh. examiner. Ron, you're, you're sure you're not breaking any laws with these hobbies of yours, you're calling them? Okay,
5: that's insulting because everything is by the book. I would never break the law, Carolina.
6: Okay, that's good to know.
5: Unless I was really mad about something or there was a jewel heist I could be involved with in a hands-off way. But that's just guy stuff. Every man fantasizes about being a jewel thief.
6: No, it's more like dreaming of being an astronaut, I I think.
5: I am goofing around. Firefighter. Yes. Though one thing that is no joke, and this this is wild, Carolina, do you have any idea how easy it is to make crystal meth. Sorry? This is a hobby for some people, and they learn online. Instructions are right there. I found it on an internet website.
6: Ron, please tell me you're not making crystal meth as a hobby. Of course
5: not. Of course not. That's illegal, immoral, and dangerous.
6: Okay. That's good to know.
5: (laughs) Plus, you know what a Butterfingers I am? Yeah. I'd probably blow my house up. (laughs) No. No. Not for me. Though on the same website I found the crystal meth recipe... I did find a way to make your own fireworks, and I, I'm sorry, that's just cool and fun. And also, I'd been throwing a lot of gender reveal parties in the backyard as well.
6: You mean those weird explosive devices that shoot out pink or blue paint? Exactly. Yes. It's really led to a lot of forest fires in California. And it's
5: also led to a lot of smiles.
6: I'm sorry, what website taught you how to make explosives and make crystal meth?
5: Ask Jeeves.
6: Okay. Why don't we talk more about how I've taken up knitting as a hobby?
5: I've been making fireworks, Carolina, let me tell you, and they are spectacular. I have some private property that's isolated and safe, and I I just drive out there and take a bunch of random chemicals and whammo! My own private fireworks display.
6: Where is this property? Is it, like, a farm somewhere?
5: It's in Culver City. Nice part of Los Angeles, but I have a big backyard. But
6: that's, like, right in the middle of the city. There's... Houses and schools nearby. I thought you were talking about driving out into the desert or something. No,
5: what? No, the air is too dry out there and it gets really hot. It's already hot enough lighting off the fireworks. Sure, I've gotten a couple of noise complaints, but that's city living for you. It's not called Culver Country, it's Culver City.
6: Okay, let's talk about some safer hobbies, I think.
5: Listen, if a man can't take a bunch of old TV sets and blow them up in his own backyard, what's the point of living in America?
6: Okay, uh, how about I share another one of my hobbies? I'm a little nervous. Um, please Why? promise not to laugh at me.
5: Why would I laugh at one of your hobbies? As long as you're being true to yourself, you should do what makes you happy, Carolina.
6: Okay, just promise you won't laugh.
5: You have my word.
6: Okay, it's actually kind of sweet. Um, this year I taught myself how to play the ukulele. <laughs> Ron, I asked you... No, I asked <laughs> I, I asked you nicely not to laugh. I'm,
5: I'm sorry, Carolina. Please tell me you weren't thinking of uploading videos of you singing cover songs on your ukulele to YouTube.
6: No, no, no. That idea has never even crossed my mind.
5: Well, I'm going to N- check on my...
6: No, don't do that.
5: ...laptop here.
6: No, let's just move on.
5: And yep, there they are. Wow. Carolina, you got quite the active YouTube channel of you playing ukulele videos.
6: Okay, I get it. I what?
5: Whoa, wait, hold on. You've got 14 views on this one. Impressive.
6: I'm sorry, I'm not a professional musician like you.
5: It's okay. You know, I've actually been dabbling with YouTube myself.
6: Oh, you have?
5: Yep. One of the other hobbies uh, is that I've become a beauty vlogger.
6: Um, come again?
5: I'm a beauty vlogger. A damn fine one, too. I've got my own makeup palette coming out soon. It's called Ron on the Beach.
6: Ron on the Beach.
5: Yes, it's a sandy palette that has a fresh for the beach look. And the best part about it is we keep the cost down by creating the makeup out of sand that Uh we scoop right off the beach and add food dye. It's sustainable skincare.
6: So you're just grinding up sand and selling it as makeup. Uh huh. That sounds uncomfortable. Does makeup need to be FDA approved?
5: Absolutely. And I just want to give a shout out to Brick Tamlin, who recently snagged a senior position at the FDA. Thanks, Brick.
6: Okay, let's ignore that before you get yourself into another criminal investigation.
5: You know, Carolina, in the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New York City... The dedicated detectives who
6: investigate these vicious felonies are known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. I know, Ron. Stop watching old Law and Order episodes. They're like incepting you. And I'm I'm sorry you were catfished, but
5: wow, you didn't even make the sound.
6: Um, come on.
5: You you're going to recite that speech and not give the listeners the satisfaction of making the dun dun sound? That's just cruel. After everything the world has been through.
6: Okay, fine. Dun dun.
5: No, do it like you mean it. Here, I'll show you how a professional musician does it. Dun-dun. See, that's how a pro does it. New hobby. Put it down.
6: Saying dun-dun is your hobby. Okay, well, when we come back, we've got some letters from people who have written us with their hobbies, and that should be fun.
5: Yes, sounds like it could be fun, or to be fair, could be horrific. Just a mess. Back after this with more on your hobbies.
7: Listen to The Daily Show, ears edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
7: Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
5: Mexico will likely have its first female
2: president.
7: And then you have China.
5: Back here on the Ron Burgundy Podcast, and Carolina has told me she has some letters from our listeners about their hobbies. Are they actual letters, or did people mostly just email?
6: Oh, they're all emails.
5: Wow. So people are so lazy these days. We ask for letters, and they dash off an impersonal email. No real
6: letters? Email's just so much easier.
5: Yes, it is. Sitting in your own mess and wearing khaki shorts is much easier. I don't
6: think people are doing that.
5: Easy isn't the point. You think it feels good to wear a tiny lipstick gun in the sock of my loafer? Do you think it's easy?
6: Wait, you have a lipstick gun?
5: I do because it's classy and romantic and noir. But please, read the emails. Thanks for emailing, folks. I heard it was really easy.
6: All right, our first email comes from AJ in New Mexico, and he said during the pandemic he took up cooking. That's great, AJ. Before the pandemic, he never had done anything but boil water, but now he's making his whole family gourmet dinners. He's also become quite a baker and is responsible for, quote, dad's legendary cinnamon cookies. That's very sweet.
5: Was that supposed to be a pun? Like the cookies are sweet?
6: No, that was unintentional. I just I think it's sweet, as in nice, that he's baking cookies for his family.
5: Okay, because there was an opening for a pun there, and you're telling me you didn't go for it? Okay, you know what? I respect your choice. Thank you. I actually really enjoy cooking as well. I I take a steak, season it, let it cook on the grill at 10,000 degrees, and then I don't even grab utensils. I just rip into it. Sometimes I even tie my hands behind my back. I can down a charred piece of beef in less than three seconds. You know all about those nerds who can solve a Rubik's Cube really fast?
6: Yeah, I've actually been practicing Yeah, I can
5: down a pound of meat faster than they can solve that dumb cube. You know, you can just peel the stickers off and it's back to the right order in no time.
6: You were just saying that people are lazy for sending emails. Don't you think that this is kind of cheating?
5: I'm sorry, it's just different. My example is just different. It's plainly different.
6: I think you want it to be different.
5: I want it to be different and I know that it's different.
6: Okay. Sorry, are you... you seem very weirdly aggressive about this. Well, I just
5: hate that bastard Rubik and his cube. The sticker peel method is easier. I don't even want to talk about him anymore. You don't have to. All he wants to do is play games and humiliate people. Carolina, here's a show idea. Okay. Humiliate the Rubik's Cube company.
6: Let's just read our next email. It comes from Deborah, formerly of South Pasadena.
5: I love South Pasadena. Beautiful part of California.
6: Oh, well, now she just lives in Pasadena.
5: Pasadena proper. Good for her.
6: And her hobby has been the video game Animal Crossing.
5: I've heard of this. It's a video game where you're a person and your neighbors are a bunch of talking animals. Got, got really big in 2020.
6: Yeah, it's really fun. And you get to design your own island and the animals are your friends.
5: And can these wild beasts attack
6: you? No, that's, it's a game for kids. They just talk to you and give you presents.
5: I had a situation back in the 70s where I was living next to a wild boar. Come on. And I'll just say this. He didn't give me any fun clothing or invite me to go fishing. He just tore through my house one night, and the woman I was entwined with, well, let's just say I didn't get a call back.
6: Great. I guess Animal Crossing's not for you.
5: I got my hands full with my hobbies. Being an amateur detective, medical examiner at my buddy Kenny's morgue, Backyard Fireworks, which also is a side business of gender reveal parties that I host. Opening my sand makeup line. I cannot have a boar tear through my life again. There's too much to lose this time. Carolina, please write that down as a possible tagline for a boar-fighting movie I could star in.
6: Okay, you want it to be, there's just too much to lose this time.
5: Yes, but make the two a number two because it'll be the sequel. Sorry. Where were we?
6: Uh, We got another email here from Jessica, who is from Maine. And she says her hobby for the last 30 years has been writing letters to author Stephen King and standing outside of his house. Okay, I should have screened these emails better. This woman is clearly stalking. Wait a
5: second. Hold on here. She's willing to write letters to Stephen King. But to us, we only get a lazy email.
6: Okay, well, that's besides the point. This woman is clearly stalking Stephen King.
5: She's between Jessica and those horror shows in D.C., just make some sand art. Come on, people. It's just more rewarding.
6: Okay, I think we have finished the email portion. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with more from Ron.
4: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
7: Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Back here on the Ron Burgundy Podcast, and I, I thought, hey, why should people have to go to Ask Jeeves?
6: Nobody does anymore.
5: Let me... Tell you how you can make your own explosives right here on the podcast.
6: Actually, we are not going to do that because it could seriously harm someone.
5: Well, it can't be any more harmful than you playing the ukulele.
6: (laughs) Got it. Oh,
5: Carolina, playing a ukulele, it makes me laugh.
6: Okay, I was just looking for a way to pass the time. (laughs) I'm sorry if my hobby is too boring for you, but I think it's fun and I think it's nice.
5: People don't want to see you play the ukulele. I'll I'll just be honest with you. They don't. Okay. I think what happened is during the pandemic, you bought a ukulele and became, I believe the medical term for it is goofy-brained.
6: I'm going to keep up with the hobbies that make me happy.
5: And I'm going to do the same. That's our show this week. If you need me, I'll be in my backyard in Culver City, lighting up the sky. For the Ron Burgundy Podcast, this is Ron Burgundy saying... Dun-dun... That's the sound effect from the show. Law and Order SVU.
6: I'm really sorry you got catfished by a fake Diane Neal, Ron.
5: You know what? It's okay. And I want to thank you, Carolina. We, we make a great team, a, a professional team that does not socialize outside of this context. Isn't that wonderful? It's, it's comforting. Carolina, you and I are work associates and nothing more.
6: Yes.